The book of Hebrews 11.1 Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. A more accurate version or translation of this is faith is the substance of the hope and confidence in the invisible reality of the existing living hope that is concealed within our heart in the format of the covenant of peace that is made between God and us. The coming about of hope that is concealed within our heart in the unification of all of the oath promises of God is a everyday collaborative work of our faith with the faith of God. This is our faith received in the format of a seed and grown into fruits of righteousness, we need to keep in mind that all that existed or exists now was once God's goals, where he desired to show the crushing and building power of his grace. The power of his grace, the crushing and building power of his grace, it destroys and crushes the stronghold of lawlessness and death, and it constructs, builds its kingdom inside a person. His grace works within the body of Christ and within the holy person within his body. Therefore, before the visible world began, it already was in God. All that we see once existed in the invisible, but it was in a real state up until God made it visible by his word that came out of his mouth, which is called the faith of God. Faith is from hearing, and so hearing the word, <clears throat> to hear the word, information. Faith is not what we feel, faith is what we know, the information of the preached to us word. As it is written, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, Romans ten seventeen. This is why faith is always directed toward things that are not existent in the visible realm. Upon, uh, it's, it's directed upon those things that we cannot yet see with our eyes, our physical eyes. The special thing about this faith is that it always has to do with the invisible, the, uh, from the invisible it wants us to see it or make it visible it's focused upon again things we can't see with our eyes the special thing about this faith is that it always has to do with the inner reality or our inner potential that we are able to see in our image thinking we can sense we can experience faith always says I can see it or I can't see it, but I know that it is. Faith never looks at something we already did. It always looks at what we can do. It does not look at what we've already done, but only what we can do. God is filled with all kinds of blessings for His children and waits until we ask uh, for everything needed for a life that is holy and godly, not for the satisfaction of our bodies, but for a holy and godly life. And it is necessary to have 
of course, be nourished and to be kept warm and clothed. And this is in his word that is spoken by his delegated ones. We need to ask with faith because specifically it is responsible for all that is invisible. To ask with faith means ask for what God has already given in his word that we have put into our heart. Because sometimes a person thinks to ask for with faith is asking for what I want. It's not asking for what I want, but what God wants and what he's already put into my heart by that preached word. And so faith is understanding that if we don't see something from the things that God has promised that we have put into our heart, it still exists as the Word of God abides forever and possesses a living and eternal potential of God's life, able to bring about uh, in the time God has appointed what is in our heart, making it visible. Life in faith requires that we look at the invisible promises that are concealed in our heart, in our image thinking. We meditate about them and we wait for their fulfillment with patience. Because all that exists today once was in God and everything that everything we can become uh, today is already in us. Speaking with uh, Uh, the language of time God is pregnant with things that are not yet seen those are things we are asking him for according to his will in prayer that is in our heart in his promises when we ask him for something that is in accordance to his will that is in our heart what then is desired becomes closer to us and will at some point reach us God is more interested than we are to bless us, but He will give us only what will be His will that is in our heart, upon the condition that we will greatly yearn and desire what is requested. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, who greatly desires, thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. John 7, 37-39 According to this place, thirst to receive in prayer what is asked for, according to God's will, can happen by having the Holy Spirit that's in our heart as our Lord and our Master because specifically the Holy Spirit is that one that uh, brings us the word and he also brings us or brings our prayers also to the Most High. And so we need to first receive the undamaged truth spoken by his delegated ones that are led by the Holy Spirit that will allow the Holy Spirit to bring this truth uh, to us that we will present to God. The Holy Spirit makes it accessible to us and then he brings these prayers to God and he then also brings what is requested by God to us. And God, the Holy Spirit does all of this by our confessions. If our confessions are accurate but the Holy Spirit is not there, nothing will happen. We need to receive the Holy Spirit as our Lord and our Master.
not the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit Himself, because baptism is a gift from the Holy Spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit Himself. What I that I pray in tongues, you pray in tongues, is just a gift God gives to our spirit, so that our spirit, lose, using our mouth, can speak to God in an angelic language that is not known to our mind, that is not known to the powers of darkness, that no one understand but God. Uh, this is an angelic language, but it's not spirituality. It is a spiritual expression, it's a spiritual gift, but it's not spirituality. When I say this, it's not the fruit of the spirit that we're bearing. The Holy Spirit comes when the teaching is in the heart, when we come out of spiritual infancy, when we leave our nation, the house of our Father, and our destructive desires, when we clean our heart from dead works, then our soil becomes good and it is ready to receive the seed of the kingdom of heaven. And when we receive the seed of the kingdom of heaven, that elementary teaching of Jesus Christ, then the Holy Spirit comes because He will work within, strictly within the boundaries of the Word that is in our heart. Not what is written in the Bible, but what is from, taken from the Bible by the preached Word is moved over into our heart. And then He comes there, and there, then this collaboration begins, this surprising collaboration. And we, according to God's interests, we, we pray, we pray the right words of prayer, and our desire is then to fulfill His will. It's not what I want, but what God wants. I know what He wants, and that is in my heart. And I began to express this with thirst. And then the Holy Spirit, seeing this thirst, comes and takes this prayer and brings it to God. And then and then uh, takes the response God will give and brings it to us and we receive it into our heart. And he says, my daughter or my son, hold on to this. You already received it, but it will happen at a time that I will decide, but you already have it. It is in your heart. Keep it there so that in the time God has decided, uh, He can easily read it also upon your heart. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Mark 11, 23, 24. Often, this place of scripture is cut into different sections that everything you ask for in prayer, believe that you will receive and that you will receive. They just say these words, but this is not true. Uh, it says that we believe, and what is faith based on? What is this belief? It's based upon the promises that we put into our heart. And if this promise is not in the heart, and I'm asking for my body, for my flesh, not for the spirit, not for a holy life and godliness, then I won't have anything. <clears throat> I will remind us of one important truth, that we can cast only those mountains into the sea that are upon that are in our way of fulfilling God's will or our calling that and the calling is consisting in casting off our old man renewing our mind by the spirit of our mind and clothing our mortal body into incorruption and so in this situation the phrase believe that you will receive 
In Hebrew, this means wait with patience specific promises for which we thank God in prayer, proclaiming the not existent that is requested as already existent because it is already in our heart, it is there. Therefore, the verb to request is to be thirsty for, to fight for, wait with patience and perseverance. At the same time, the verb to receive means to accept, capture and clothe. And so when God gives us this word into our heart, we need to clothe ourselves, we need to uh, take it as our own, something that belongs to us. And how? We need to look at these revelations, meditate about them, and in this way, by meditating about God's revelations, what will happen? It will put the mark upon your forehead. When you meditate about spiritual revelations, about the promises that God has promised you, that has the time hasn't come to have them be fulfilled, but we think about them, we meditate about them. This is the seal of the living God. Uh, spiritual thoughts are life and peace, and carnal thoughts are uh, death. And so the mountain that stands in our way so that we not fulfill God's will is, first of all, our flesh that thinks about the things of the world and using principles of faith that are given for fulfilling our calling and they are being used for things of the world or for our our body. And so when we fulfill the ancient commandment of tithes and offerings upon which our relationship with God is built and gives God the proper grounds to fulfill His word that is in our heart, then we cast this mountain into the sea that stands in our way of fulfilling God's will. Let us stand up. We right now will worship the Lord. We will serve Him. We will honor Him with our tithes and our offerings because without this unique form of service, our worship no longer is worship. Without this unique form of service, although we are within the church, we are out of the courts of the Lord. This specific, unique form of service gives us the right, the ability to enter into God's courts, into the spiritual realm, to be a partaker of the good wife, to be placed into Christ, and to demonstrate our love to God, and to acknowledge over ourselves His unquestionable authority, and testify before Him, saying, Lord, I am your tithe, I am your possession, and so I honor you with my tithes, because I am a tithe. And so those who refuse to honor God with their tithes and offerings, regardless of what reason, he in this way says, I am not your possession. And in this way he says, I do not belong to you. And to such a person then, however he thinks he may be spiritual, he is not going marching in the direction of heaven. And so the fear that is in the Christian world today, they bury people and they are sending them to heaven, but they're going to hell. So that this not happen, we need to joyfully, with gladness, honor God with our tithes and our offerings, and we will sing a song, Do Not Care for Things of the World. Субтитры создавал DimaTorzok 
заботьтесь о земном, Вы не подноги себе, Где все брат земного пения, Посмотрите лучше в небо, Там узрите вечный дом, вечный дом.
I will gladly remind us that every time when the nation of Israel honored God with their tithes and their offerings, either in the tabernacle of Moses or the temple of Solomon, they were required as a command. God gave this command to Moses as a revelation to stretch out their hands over their tithes and proclaim a great proclamation, which they continued and were faithful to for thousands of years. We are that same Israel. We're connected to the same roots. We're nourished by the same olive tree. We will do the same thing. Please stretch out your hands over your tithes and pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated my tithe from my house and have brought it into your temple so that you may have food within your house. And I do not give in impurity. I do not give in sorrow. And I do not give for the dead. I rejoice that I have the privilege to demonstrate my love and to acknowledge your authority. And now in accordance to your words, I pray right now, may your heavenly windows be open to me and may your blessing come without end upon your redeemed nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. 